This is that once in a lifetime Couldn't happen Couldn't happen Yeah, hey, what's going on everybody? It's your boy Grads back in the building crazy weekend right one slap kind of changed everybody's topic of discussion because hey twitter's talking about it so let me talk about it too you know what i'm saying and you know what i'm not gonna do that because that smack was fake and it was staged now real quick real quick because a lot of people were hitting me up today talking about this morning early because i woke up early today because i had time um no, I didn't wake up early because of the thing. I went to bed at 9 o'clock the night before. Yeah, they had, you know, hot cookies and cold milk at the home. So, you know, I kind of passed out early. That, that's, that was staged, bro. And I was trying to say that what I was saying was I am, I am not against standing up for your woman. Okay? I'm not. Like, and that's what people were mistakenly thinking I was saying. It's fake. What, you're not going to stand up? No, no, bitter Twitter. <laughs> yes i'm a part of bitter twitter no bitter twitter okay hear me out will smith should stand up for his wife i'm not even going for that or saying that okay you should if a dude talks crazy comedian or not you should definitely stand up for your lady that's chivalrous okay chivalry ain't dead okay i'm gonna say this real quick and, I, and i'm gonna then i'm gonna come back to it at the end of the show okay i've never ever heard of black men exchange or fighting or, or doing anything without the word nigga involved. I've never heard it, ever. I've never heard an exchange or two men are getting into a fight without the word nigga being said. That was, should have been your first your first clue right there that it was staged because Will Smith didn't say nigga, keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth, nigga. He didn't say that. He said, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Like, we need better representation in Hollywood. We really do. Okay? So I'll get back to all that and go into further detail since, like, this is people really comparing this. There were tweets comparing this to 9-11. Yeah, 9-11. Comparing it to 9-11? Are we, like, serious here? Are you guys, like, a society still? Like, social media has warped the thought process. You know, we need to get outside and touch grass more as a society. Okay, this pandemic really had us messed up and really turned everybody into thinking and into thinking that social media was real because for the two years during the pandemic, it was our only real outlet. I completely understand that. Okay, pandemic is not over. COVID's not over. Um, but I'm saying, go outside and touch grass. You know, get vaccinated, touch grass, put on a mask, touch grass. Like if you don't, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, like just just go outside and be around people, talk to people, put your phone down. Okay, try and put your phone down. And talk to people, okay? Like, human interaction needs to come back, okay? Because my man Dragonfly Jones had a lot, was saying some stuff, like people grew up in a society where, you know, you know, you didn't get punched in the mouth for saying the wrong stuff. Now, as black people, we grew up like that, and, and, and I'm, I, this is, I'm not getting into that, but I'm just saying, like, right now, it's hilarious the the takes that are being said, and it's just like if you know black people, white people, if you have your you know your your three black friends, that makes you not racist. Um, if you know black people, 
you know that the interaction between them would be much much more heated. But yeah, let's get back into the things that really should have we should be focusing on. Okay, like March Madness. You know, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Shaheen Holloway, man. Tell me he's not your favorite person, not your favorite coach ever. Like, not ever, but you know what I mean. Tell me you didn't earn a new level of respect for the guy. Please tell me you didn't. You know, he took his team from St. Peter's and everybody, di- uh, you know, you saw on Twitter, everybody diagrammed and, and showed you um, the gym that they play in compared to the gyms that the teams that they beat. Yeah, Shaheen Holloway. Um did a great job. He got the job at Seton Hall. They announced it already. The next day, they had to for recruiting. Um, it's really sad. it's not it's sad because you know he built that program. I would I mean I would like to see him stay. I mean he's young enough. He could have stayed and built St. Peter's into a super powerhouse because every kid in the world, every parent would want their kid to play for Shaheen Holloway, especially Jersey. He'd have had Jersey on lock, on lock. You know, um, well what's his name? Little Wagner's is going to be going to Louisville soon, so. I can't wait for that to be announced. Um, but, yeah, so Purdue. Purdue had Jaden Ivey. I, I'm surprised that because I said on my first podcast that, that they wouldn't have any number one seeds. Um, oh, they don't. They only have one. It's just Kansas. Kansas plays Villanova and Duke plays Carolina. Yeah. They only had one. It was I had wrong right conference, wrong team. I'm just not a – I mean, no, I'm sorry. I just can't be a fan of Kansas. Never will. Um, they had some great players, though. Shout out to Paul Pierce, Rafe LaFrance. But, yeah, Jaden Ivey, um, my thought isn't – I'm not going to talk about, well, one game. Um, that game was – how do I say? He's not going to have that kind of those kind of guards in the NBA. There's not going to be guards that, like, really get up under you that are, like, that short, and they get up under you. So – um, it'll be easy. Plus, it'll be a lot more space. Like that's that's why. Like, Paolo is playing his ass off. Okay, Paolo is playing his ass off. You know, um, he's making. She's. I mean, if you really look out there, Paolo is playing like a like a senior, right? Not making that many mistakes. Um, knowing the offense goes through him. Okay. He looks like he's he's calmed down. They got to the final four. They get their rematch in North Carolina. That's going to be amazing. I think Duke's going to blow them out. To be honest with you, I think I I mean they have no other choice. I think Duke's going to blow them out. They saw the Twitter. I'm sure they have every single tweet. I know. Shout out Nolan Smith. Definitely has my tweets from after that North Carolina loss because in because ooh we man they got it was like oh man for the people who don't like Duke. You know, because they hate winners. Um, they had a field day with Duke losing Coach K's final game. Yeah, for Duke haters, like I was saying, this is um, they had a field day with those tweets, and I'm sure they have a whole um, what's it called? A whole slideshow, uh, PowerPoint. They have a whole PowerPoint of the tweets that were said out there, North Carolina, just to get those boys hyped. But I mean, like. The winning of that will be if they beat North Carolina and get a chance to win the Natty. You know, that's going to be the, the thing. Um, Gonzaga. Shout out Julian Strother. You're my boy. But I'm not, I'm not trying to say, you know, most people say, say, oh, man, I love you, but. And then they just full on hate. You know, I'm not going to put that preface in front of it and be like, but. Um, it's just the truth here. 
shout out my boy L Budget on Twitter, who it's the anonymous nobody who had said, <laughs> he said, Coach, uh, Coach, he said, Coach Few needs to recruit guys. <laughs> He said, Coach, you need to recruit guys who couldn't get rides home from after middle school practice. And he's not lying, you know. And then somebody else chimed in and said there's too many two-parent households <laughs> in that picture. <laughs> ah, sometimes stereotypes are funny, man. I'm telling you. Sometimes it's, it's funny, but it is. But, yeah, so Gonzaga, right? Um, I, I think I, I said it in the previous podcast that I knew Arkansas was going to beat them, like, it, it it just come on, dude. Like, it's not even a knock on anybody on Gonzaga, but it's just kind of like, come on, man. Like, Coach Musselman, the guys that Coach Musselman has, <laughs> as opposed to the guys that um, Mark Few has, you know, like you're not going to be scared at night of any of those guys on Gonzaga walking down an alley at night, okay? On Arkansas, you're going to be clutching your pearls and praying to God that they don't see you. So I'm just saying, like, that's just what it what it was. And speaking about Arkansas, Jalen Williams, how do you watch that dude the whole tournament and think he's going to be a second rounder? I, I don't understand it. How, I mean, he had a double-double in every game. He slides his feet. Like, he's not – he can move. He's going to be a really good player in the NBA. I'm not saying, like, franchise player, but he's going to be a hell of a piece, you know, because he can score the ball. He's got a great feel and a great touch around the rim. Like, what are you guys looking for? Because I don't get it. Like, I don't. Like, just because you're looking for small ball and the Warriors changed everything, it like, doesn't mean you have to shit on these guys who are really good and, and going to be good at the next level. Like, second round? I mean, I think honestly that this draft is is got a lot of good, a lot of talent in there that hasn't been scouted correctly. Let me say that because Jaden Hardy is not even getting talked about. Okay, and this kid went straight from high school to to. I mean, you can't go one and done anymore to the. I mean, you can't go straight from high school to the pros per se, the NBA. But he went straight from high school to G League. Do you guys think that nobody is in the G League? Like only the good. There's a lot of McDonald's all. There's a whole lot of McDonald's all Americans in the G League. A whole lot. A whole lot. There's a lot of first-rounders in the G League. Okay? Getting back to Jaden Hardy, because I went on a whole tangent about why I I think he's getting ignored. They're ignoring him because of the G League. After the top four players in everybody's mock draft were, I mean, I'm sorry. I just can't believe... The agent favors are working because I just can't believe that some people really have Chet as number one pick, okay? And I've already discussed this, Chet. I'm not anti-Chet. But I just don't think he's the number one pick. I'm sorry. I just don't. Like, I don't know what you guys think a number one pick should do. You can't like you can't, you can't can't like a guy as a number one pick because he kind of looks like you, but he's just taller. You know, like, you got to look at what you're doing. Like, it's Jabari Smith and Paolo, okay? Like, those are your two top picks, and that's that's end of discussion. After that, you got between – it's between Jaden and Chet. Whomever gets the however the draft goes, but that Jaden Hardy though, like this guy's averaging like twenty two points. He's been averaging like twenty two points as of late, and nobody in the G League and nobody's talking about him. I don't. He's an eighteen year old kid, six star by my boy Richard Phillips. 
we need more basketball people in basketball, man. Like, it, it gets just tiring sometimes. You guys always think that we're attacking. The thing is, is like we want the we want basketball, the sanctity of basketball, to be to be held intact. Ending my uh, my uh, Final Four March Madness rant. See, that smack has had me almost forget to talk about stuff like Kyrie coming back. Kyrie. Kyrie Irving is back unvaccinated, held his ground and won. It's crazy that people really thought that I thought that the mayor folded because of Kyrie Irving. That smack is taken away from all of Kyrie's thunder. He came back. He can play. I don't care what happens in the regular season. As long as they get there, they're going to – and, and oh, do not – do not – let Ben Simmons get healthy all of a sudden and come back for the playoffs. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you. Shout out to M-Grads. Okay? Shout out to M-Grads. Okay? All right? I got cussed out for months. Okay? I got cussed out for months. You MFs, I got cussed out because I want to see basketball greatness. I want to see Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant. Oh, do you guys know what we are about to see? I'm sorry. I, I keep on leaving Kyrie Irving out of that, and that's disrespectful to Kyrie because if you put Kyrie at the two guard, he's going to lead the league in scoring, just like Allen Iverson said he would if he put him at two guard. If you put Kyrie. All Ben Simmons has to do is get bring the ball up and get them in their offense. I'm sorry. It's just going to be really ugly. Okay? It's going to be a scary, scary, scary sight. All right? Like, scary sight. Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant are going to wreak havoc on the NBA Finals. And then guess what Kevin Durant doesn't have to fucking do? Guard anybody. Okay, he's help side all day on Joel, all day on Bam, all day on Giannis. Okay, because guess what? When John Giannis does that spin move and he takes a charge into Kevin Durant, hopefully sticks will, Slim will take some. But if he spin moves and takes a charge into Kevin Durant, guess who's getting that call? Yes, Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. Because Giannis is going to be mad because Ben's going to be hitting him. Why he's doing all of his moves, that's what people don't do. Ben's going to be hitting him, and his shoulders are not going to be moving Ben back as far as it moves everybody. You guys just think that I just, man, listen, bro. Ben Simmons is generational. Okay, and I wasn't even going to talk about him today, but I had to because Kyrie's coming back. Ben Simmons is generational, and when Kyrie and KD come back, it's going to be ugly. Excuse me. When Ben Simmons comes back, him and KD are going to be ugly. AF. Okay? AF. I just can't wait. Oh, man, I just can't wait. I really can't, dude. Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving. And they got a squad. They got nothing but shooters around them. Okay, you got Ben. You got Patty. You got Seth. You got Katie. You got Kyrie in the fourth quarter. Oh, my God. You guys haven't thought about that, have you? You got Kyrie. You got Seth. You got Patty. You got KD, and you got Ben Simmons running a five-out option. Talk dirty to me. Ooh, talk dirty to me, and let and let you guys let Ben's man go and double, and he slips. Trey Young's not down there to stop him from dunking this time, and if he is, he might dunk it on Trey Young or at least shoot the layup. Yes, Ben, I'll take shots too. As much as I praise you, you get your shots also. 
you know, we all know that Trey Young is your kryptonite. But it's all good. <clears throat> it's all good. I just can't wait for that. Speaking about Trey Young, have you guys been seeing the numbers he's been putting up? He leads the league and he's tops in points and tops in assists, but nobody talks about that. Just like nobody talks about Devin Booker. I'm going to put the light-skinned coalition and in, in, in the, the topic into one because both of these light-skinned brothers should definitely be 100% be in the running for MVP. Okay? 100%. Phoenix, 61-14 and 14 with seven games left. How is Devin Booker not in your MVP? How? You can't give me a valid excuse to not put him in your MVP race. You can't. And don't say CP3 because that's just such – that shows me you don't know anything about basketball and you just watch box scores and you watch Sports Center and you let them tell you who's good. I mean, that's just disrespectful to Devin. Yes, CP3 has, has helped, okay? I'm not going to say he hasn't, but there's no more one-man teams anymore. It doesn't work like that in today's NBA. You need three guys. You need three guys to win in today's NBA. You need three max players. That's what it's become. And if you don't have three max players, you're not going to win. Okay? <laughs> That's exactly what the NBA has become. Three max players. All right? So, I mean, you guys are making enough money. You could pay three max players, owners. If you can go over the cap and, you can go over the cap and still be making profit. It's like, come on, man. Stop with the BS, right? And then you got Boston. Dude, Boston has been balling, and that sucks so bad that they lost Robert Williams today, dude. Like, That's just such, that's just such bad news because they were literally balling. Emmy had them. We could, Emmy or Monty should be coach of the year. There's, there's Taylor Jenkins. Get the f- – The award, any award that should be won should come from Memphis' front office of the year. Okay, because they really did their they really handled their business and they are doing a great job. And I'm not saying Taylor Jenkins is doing a great job. He deserves all the coach praise he wants. But M.A. Ormani for coach of the year. Why are the Lakers so ass? Answer me. Why are the Lakers so ass? They had a 23 point lead last night and lost. LeBron had 39 and they lost. I don't know what to say. The Lakers are ass. LeBron, they don't tweet. He doesn't. LeBron has has played at the level for nineteen years. He can. He doesn't deserve any criticism because the nigga had thirty nine. He's thirty nine years old. <laughs> He's thirty seven. But you know what I mean. Like people are trying to say, well, Le- there has been a tweet that LeBron doesn't get any criticism. He he is fully void of all criticism on this year. Okay, well, he put the team together. I know and Anthony Davis got hurt, but Frank Vogel is still the coach. Okay? They really fumbled the bag by not getting Ty Lue. Ty Lue's doing a great job. <clears throat> Sorry, I almost, I almost said the other team's name, other team in LA's real name. Ty Lue's doing a great job coaching the other team in LA, and it, it, it pains me, but it makes me happy because the stance that the front office took of... <clears throat> Clutch ain't going to come in here and run all this. Hmm. How You Like Me Now is a song that Kumo D used to sing back in the day. Um, You should look it up. Because that's exactly, if I'm Rich Paul, how I feel. How You Like Me Now, nigga. You thought Tylo was a puppet? 
No, motherfucker, he can coach. Okay, get your puppet out of here. And Frank Vogel's not a bad coach. He just shouldn't. He's not the coach for the Lakers. Well, he won a championship. Anthony Davis was healthy. I would have won a championship that year. Okay, let's not. Let's let. And it's not. That's not me taking anything away from Frank Vogel. Okay, that's just me saying like he had Rondo on the team. He was going to win, and Rondo was the coach. Besides LeBron. I probably even think that Rondo was the coach of that team because Rondo, you think LeBron has a very high, very, very, very high basketball IQ. Rajon Rondo is a fucking genius. He's a savant when it comes to basketball, like a savant, okay? And there's there's not me saying, that's not a compare, just LeBron is, we know LeBron the level he's at. For other guys, they have the, they may, LeBron's great at everything. But there are other guys who are great at certain things and that may be greater at the certain thing than LeBron is. And when it comes to basketball IQ, I'm sorry. LeBron is having the very high IQ that he has. Rajon Rondo is a savant when it comes to basketball. So I really think that he was coaching. Because look at all the teams Rajon goes to, especially as of late. You remember when he almost beat the Celtics by himself on the Bulls? They were up 2-0, then he got hurt. Man, if he doesn't get hurt, Oh, oh, oh my! He beats them single-handedly by himself, playing point center. Just oh god! Rajon Rondo, shouts out Louisville, Kentucky's finest. Let's talk about this young fella named Marvin Bagley the Third. Okay, let's talk about him because Marvin Bagley the Third went to Detroit, right, with a guy named Cade Cunningham. Mm-hmm. And look what's happened. I mean, uh, Marvin Bagley has been hooping in Detroit. Um, when did that trade happen? Like, <laughs> when did that trade happen? Because let's see. Um, last night against the Knicks, he had twenty-seven and seven. The game before that against the Wizards, he had twenty five and five. Um thirteen and six, fifteen and nine. Um, he's had one, two ooh, he had two double double man. He's been killing. Okay? And I think it has a lot to do with Cade Cunningham. And I mean <laughs> I think Sacramento is a is a for, unless you really want to be in Sacramento, it's a dead end. Nobody wants to be in Sacramento, man. That place is – the culture's always been bad, except for the years that Rick Adelman was there. Um, that was the last time they were good. Shout out Rick Adelman. And then they trade away Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, Marvin Bagley left Sacramento. And people were like, you ain't going to do nothing in Detroit. And Kate Cunningham's like, watch this. As much as I love Scotty Barnes and Evan – uh, Mobley, Cade Cunningham is going to be a franchise player. Shout out Rashad Phillips. Um, man, <laughs> that kid is going to be special, and he's going to bring Detroit back to prominence. Okay, bring them back to prominence. Like him and MB three. Woof. Let me tell you something. They are going to be a nice, nice tandem coming up here in um coming up here in the, in the foreseeable future in about, you know, four or five years. 
nasty. And they about the same age. No, I'm just playing. No, they are. Marvin Bagley's like, what, 23, 22? How old is And Cade's 20, 19? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like, come on. It's going to be ugly in Detroit for a minute. 6'11", 23. Come on, man. They're going to be good for a very, very, very long time in, in coming up here, if they, especially if they, you know, make some trades and get some more young guys in there. Like, Detroit is trending up where I don't know where Orlando's trending at all. I really think that Cade Cunningham and Marvin Bagley have done the job, or Cade Cunningham especially. But the addition of Marvin Bagley is not getting talked about enough because, you know, we were so mad at him for what he did in Sacramento. You know, you guys wrote him off, and now he's killing. Now you can't talk about him. Damn, I wrote him off. Fuck, I got to go back and delete tweets and stories. Um, <laughs> Speaking about tweets and stories, why are we only talking about John Morant being MIP, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life? No top five pick, shit, even top ten for that matter. No, You guys gave Julius Randle second team All-NBA and most improved. Like, watch the fucking game of basketball. Stop listening to what your homeboy said that has 105 followers. Okay? Sorry. I know follower count doesn't mean anything, but Jesus. You, just some of the most random shit, like, that shouldn't be – Top 10 picks should not, especially top five, dude. They should get the fucking BDT awards, okay? About damn time. That's what they should be getting, not no MIP. And Job Morant, what are you talking about? MIP. Like, he was killing last year. He just took another step. Let's talk about somebody else on his team, like Desmond Bain. You guys heard of him? Yeah, the guy who told LeBron nobody's footsteps, is, you ain't scaring nobody with those footsteps anymore. And guess what he did by saying that? He gave the league confidence against LeBron. But LeBron's still getting 39 and 37. But you got to tell what I'm saying. Have you not watched Desmond Bain just put on shows, especially with John Morant being out? You know, what about, I got another name for you. What about Miles Bridges? You heard of him? Miles Bridges? Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. You guys be making me so mad. I'd be getting all up in the mic yelling. But you heard of Miles Bridges? Did you guys watch when he's done? He's averaging eight, he's averaging 20. He's averaging eight more points than he did last year. I mean, rebounds are about the same. But still, like, are you not watching him? And and he's doing this while, while being one of the best rappers out, period. Not even in the NBA. Miles Bridges is an amazing rapper. Amazing. Like, it, and people are like, well, he shouldn't be saying that. He's a basketball player. Listen. They're niggas who rap that are saying shit that they shouldn't be saying because knowing they come from a three-car three car garage home, okay? Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's all the WWE, man. Like, give it a rest. Miles Bridges, low-key, I want to book a concert with him in L.A. this summer because it would be cracking. Miles Bridges can rap. I'm going you know, I'm to I'm get in touch with Miles' people and be like, you want to do a show in L.A. this summer? Because that'd be, that would be hilarious and fun at the same time. And I just want to hear, bro, his, man, his bars are so hilarious. <laughs> the bitch fit like a call me Siakam. Like, what, bro? Oh, my God. Bro, that's just, that's just too Yo, shout out to Miles Bridges, man. Shout out to Miles Bridges. But yeah, you guys got to stop with the with the easy 
with the just typical, you know, stop regurgitating everything you see from from another blue check. Just th- watch the game of basketball. That's what you get paid to do, okay? Nobody wants to hear you, what you got to say about love is blind, okay? You know, or my 600-pound life. We don't want to hear about that, okay? We want to hear you talk about basketball, so watch it. Because Desmond Bain and Miles Bridges should definitely be in the running for most improved and not Ja Morant. Like, are you serious? <sighs> Come on, man. Come on. And one last thing. Not one last thing, but before I get to Will Smith, if you're still listening. Udonis versus Jimmy Haslam. Excuse me. Udonis Haslam versus Jimmy Butler. Hmm. Let me tell you guys something. Shout out to Baron Davis, my boy. I don't know how many years ago. It was. It was a long time ago. It was like 07, I think. Me and Baron went to uh, Mike Miller's. Um, uh, Mike Miller. Or was it 06? It must have been 06 or 07. We went to Mike Miller's celebrity card game. I think Justin Timberlake was there. Cameron Diaz was there. It was whatever. Baron came. Baron and Mike Miller were really close friends. <sighs> I met Udonis Haslam. And I met Udonis Haslam's people. Let me tell you something. There are a couple of people out there in the NBA. Zebo, Tony Allen, um, Baby Boy, DeJounte Murray, um, and quite a few others. I'm not saying it's all sweet, but there are quite a few others who really live their raps. Okay? Like, they really live their raps. Okay? 100%. Right? Udonis Haslam, one million percent he's punking a whole organ the nigga don't even play he don't even wear his uniform that nigga don't even wear his uniform under his fucking shooting shirt okay and he's been punking these niggas for the past three or four years and they keep signing him because it's great veteran leadership obviously but who gonna tell pat riley i mean who, who gonna tell udonis haslam that this is his last year we're not signing you back who gonna do that? I've been t- tweeting this for years. <laughs> I've been tweeting it for years. <laughs> Fat Riley and you do- and Eric Spolstra. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it. You gonna say I'm not saying it. You gonna tell him? It, I promise you that thread email thread between each of them is going on since two th- since Braun left. Probably no. I'm just kidding, Udonis. But I'm just saying like he's punking a whole team, a whole organization, and it's, and it's still getting played. And still getting paid. And and every now and then, Coach Bro's like, you Udonis, you got your jersey on? You want to play? Oh, you do? Okay, go in. And he goes in and gets some cardio. Jimmy Butler, I'm not saying – I'm not saying – I like Jimmy. Great guy. And he's bowed. He works hard. He plays hard. He he, he doesn't – he's not all there either. Okay? Um, I'm not saying he's a punk. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is Udonis Haslam is 100% really about that life. Like, he's really about that life, like 100% about that life. Um, not saying Jimmy isn't, but Udonis is more of the fuck around and find out, okay, straight up. And if Jimmy would have put hands on Eric Spolstra, I think Udonis has would have probably been in jail. Like, I'm not even playing. I'm not trying to – I'm just being – Udonis Haslam is one of the realest niggas I've ever met in my life, plain and simple. Spent a whole yeah, we kicked it for a long time at Mike Miller's house. Great dude. Great dude. Um man, shout out to B D. That was great. That was fun, fun weekend. Oh yeah, and shout out my boy Deshaun Watson. Getting that guaranteed money. I already talked about what's gonna happen. 
Don't let the Browns. Don't let the Browns be like, you know, seven and three, week ten, eight and two. Don't let that happen. Oh, because the feel good stories. The feel good stories. Oh man. It's gonna be ugly. But shout out to Sean Watson. Get your two hundred and thirty million guaranteed. First he's like, first year I'm getting paid a million dollars. I don't care if I play all seventeen games or not, I'm getting paid a million. Okay? Y'all gonna find me, whatever you're gonna do, it's only gonna be at that million dollars. And then the next year, it's all $230 million are guaranteed. And guess what? He's going to sign an even bigger one after that. And show Pat Mahomes, this is how you sign contracts, homeboy. When I hit him for 350 in my next one. But don't let him mess around and win a Super Bowl with the Browns. He gonna, his con- contract after that is going to be probably five years, another five years, probably 350, 400 million. Think I'm playing. These. <laughs> Bro, NFL got that kind of money. I'm telling you, if he's getting five years, 230, what's five years, 300? 70 million more dollars. Oh, trust me, an NFL team can do that. Trust me. All right. Why do I think that shit was staged at the Oscars? Because I've seen, I've been in a few altercations where um, a nigga's trying to fight you for saying something bad about his mama. Now, I'm all for with don't jokes can't get taken too far. I'm with that. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I am not saying that you can't get your ass whooped behind a joke. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, stop trying to, y- y'all are just, wait, this is reactive Twitter. Reactive bitter Twitter, okay? <laughs> reactive bitter Twitter is literally trying to sit there and listen, right? Just to hear one word that they can go off on. Oh, he's in there. You know, and it's just like, no, listen to what I'm saying. I just think it was fa- it was staged. Well, why would Will Smith and Chris Rock? That's what everybody, that's what they want you to think. Hollywood runs everything. You guys think they don't. Hollywood runs everything. Okay, there's been two people in the White House that were from Hollywood. Donald Trump, well, reality show, still Hollywood. He's been in plenty of movies. He was in Home Alone. Remember that? Yeah, he's in a bunch of movies. Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan. Okay, they put two people in the White House. Probably more, too, if you really think about it, but I don't want to get into that. So I'm just trying to say Hollywood runs everything. They run how people think. They run how you dream. They run how your fantasies, okay? Like, you're your, not your, your, you know, your, you know, those kind of fantasies, you know, the little, you know, fantasies of having this kind of car, you know, living in a castle or being a drug lord or anything like that. Like, you got two of the biggest actors in the game that to get into a quote-unquote spat. Keep my fucking name out your... Like, come on, bro. Like, first of all, Will Smith walked out. You ever seen them old cartoons where they used to get into fights and the niggas would pull off their gloves one finger at a time? Like, that's what I thought when I Will Smith walked up there all all uh, all uh, calm and collect. Like, <laughs> nigga was taking off each <laughs> glove finger by finger. And then he smacked him. And then Chris Rock... Moved his, it was, dude, it's all acting 101. Like Chris Rock moved his head right when he got smacked. And then afterwards, I don't, first of all, first of all, first of all, getting smacked as a man, I don't want to say black man. And if another man smacks you, okay, if another man smacks you with an open hand, he's saying you are a bitch and I am not going to fight you because. I have no respect for you. Smack you in the face. All right? That's, that's, is, 
somebody, one of my boys in the group chat said, getting spit, spitting on somebody and smacking him to me is the same thing. Like, especially smacking him one time. Come on, man. I don't want to say what I was going to say next because I already know there's too many sensitive people listening, but come on, man. Like, come on. That's just not, that just, that's just not real. All that happened is not real. Um, it's not. It was it was a Hollywood production, put on. Nobody's don't nobody watches the Oscars. Who watches the Oscars? I don't. Oscars so white. Remember, nobody watches the Oscars. Nobody. Okay, so now they had to start putting in more black people to get there. That didn't work. Okay, that didn't work. You know, they they crucified Kevin Hart for something he said a long time ago. But let's let Chris Rock, whom, whom I love. Let Chris Rock host it still. Like, it's just funny. You pick your poison. You can go back to a lot of Chris Rock, uh, the amazing, amazing stand-up comedy specials. But it's just like, it's, it's you know, apples and oranges, tomato, tomato, right? So hear me out. A smack? Somebody says makes fun of your wife having alopecia. You going to go up and just smack him? Because here's my thing. At this point, when Will's walking up on stage, he's already passive, man. Fuck it. I'm going to knock this nigga out. He's already, that's what his mindset is. You know what I'm saying? He's not, I'm, I'm going to walk up there and smack him, bitch. <laughs> like, n- no. <laughs> All right? A nigga is talking about your woman having a, uh, uh, a condition. Okay? Right? You're not walking on stage in the biggest stage as a black man still because at this point you're gone full nigga because you on stage, okay? You're not walking on stage to confront another black man with a smack and then turning around, fixing your fucking coat, and then walking back to your seat. First of all, the nigga smacked you and then you and turned his back on you? He's telling the whole wide world that you a bitch-ass nigga, Okay? And no, no, he smacked him and then turned around and walked away and then sat down and said, keep your my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Okay. And guess who else was in there? The best actors in Hollywood. So what did they all do? <laughs> they all went with it. Oh, oh, pearl clutching and everything. And the Oscars are like, fuck yeah, we did it. They go to Twitter and like I tweeted earlier, you can't tell me who won Best Supporting Actress without looking it up. Because even if you watch a show, you don't even fucking remember. All you remember is Will Smith smacking him and then going to the stand, the stage 20 minutes later and crying. And then saying what Denzel told him in private. I Shout out to Jerry Lawler because we were thinking the same thing. Like, I mean, I thought it was a great performance. I mean, Will Smith and, and, and Chris Rock, both comedians... Chris Rock definitely being the true definition of a comedian. Will Smith just being a funny dude. There you go. Will Smith's really funny. Chris Rock's a comedian. But they're both in just, you know, funny characters in their, most of their roles. Um, yeah. I just don't believe that. Because if you go full nigga at an award show, you're not worried about repercussions. Okay, because at this point, you've already crossed the line. Do you see what I'm saying? Don't you think it's going to be security? Don't you think? Like, I mean, I think that there'd be security there. 
Well, I don't care who it is. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, well, little mama got on stage with Jay-Z and and Alicia Keys. (laughs) (laughs) Little mama. Little mama. Nah, because me and my boy Alonzo were, uh, shout out to Zoe, my nigga, always keeping me in check, my guy. We were arguing, and I'm sorry. I just don't believe it. We got into a, a really heated argument about this. I just don't think that it was real. I'm sorry. Like I just, I, I like I said, I passed out early last night. I passed out early last night, and then I came back and I and I and I uh, watched it this morning on Twitter. And I was just like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, wait, is this real? Like the motherfuckers think that this shit is real. This is. A, I'm like, that was the fakest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, come on, y'all. Come on, I know you guys want something to talk about, and y'all are bored, and it's Will Smith and Chris Rock. You know what I'm saying? Like. Being what upsets me is that they 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 got the two biggest actors slash, but like name two bigger black actors than Will Smith and Chris Rock, Denzel and Samuel L. Jackson. Name me another. Larry Fishburne. Okay, there he's in that level too. Oh yes, it's, yes he is definitely in that up in that category. Larry Fishburne, one million percent up there with those guys. Okay, so they got those two to smack each other. Or to get into a little tussle, come on, man! It, it just—I just think it all backfired. It was—it was poorly. It was just no. It was fake, dude. Anybody who's been in a fight or what—it doesn't even matter about color. If a dude says something crazy about your wife, award show or not, especially if you're just say you're Will Smith and you've been getting ridiculed a lot, you know, you know, just getting. I'm not going to get into the backstory because I don't want black women Twitter coming at me. You know what I'm saying? Because Jada put her on his, sh- Jada put him on her show herself. Okay, and so but I don't even want to deal with that. But anyways, but it and there's a breaking point, I guess. Okay, so say Will did really hit that breaking point because he went up on stage. Okay, do you think that once you go full crazy or like I said about Will, full nigga, that you're just gonna smack somebody? I don't give a fuck if it is Chris Rock. Okay, you've already crossed the line where I'm knocking this motherfucker out. You're not going to walk up and smack him. Okay, but that was great. It was cool. We got everybody talking. You know what I'm saying? It was fake. And call me what you want. I don't care. But anyways, tune in next week. Have a great week, guys. Talk to you later.